I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Monday, January 23rd. A Quincy man has been sentenced to almost four years in federal prison after pleading guilty to counterfeiting over $400,000. 34-year-old Victor Cardona was sentenced this month after investigators discovered the counterfeiting operation in his home in October of 2019. Officials say they found inkjet printers, a paper shredder containing counterfeit bills, several authentic $100 bills, and burned remains of counterfeit currency in his backyard. Cardona admitted that he and other individuals created the fake money in his home on a weekly basis. The government says they've recovered over $467,000 in fake $100 bills traced back to Cardona's operation. After his prison sentence, Cardona will serve two years supervised release and pay a $5,000 fine. Randolph police are investigating after two shell casings were found in the same fourth grade classroom in one week. According to police, a casing was found in a Donovan Elementary School classroom on Friday, January 13th. Six days later, a shell casing was found in the same classroom on January 19th. When both shell casings were discovered, school administrators initiated a shelter-in-place. Randolph police were contacted each time. As part of the investigation, canine units swept the school on January 17th. After the second shell casing was found, police swept the school again that night. On Friday, school administrators met with all homerooms to discuss the incidents and renew the school's safety protocols. The Randolph School District also plans to schedule a forum for families to discuss the school safety measures. The incident remains under investigation. Randolph police will have an increased presence at the school in the coming days. The Serbian mother of the Cohasset woman who's been missing since New Year's Day and whose husband is charged with her murder will ask the United States for official information about her daughter's disappearance, according to the Serbian Foreign Ministry. The mother of Anna Walsh signed a formal request to receive documentation about the case as of next of kin. The request has been sent to Serbia's consulate in New York and will be submitted to relevant U.S. authorities. 47-year-old Brian Walsh has been charged with murder in the case of 39-year-old Anna Walsh, whose body has not been found. The couple, who have three young children who are now in state custody, lived in Cohasset. Anna Walsh was reportedly last seen leaving her home in the early morning hours of January 1st, purportedly to take a ride-hailing vehicle to Logan Airport for a flight to Washington. The police have found no indication that she either took a vehicle or boarded any flight out of Logan. She was reported missing January 4th by her employer in Washington, where the couple has a home and to which she often commutes during the week for work in a real estate company. Prosecutors said last week Brian Walsh had gone online to look up ways to dismember and dispose of a body and that items belonging to the woman with Anna Walsh's DNA were found at trash processing facilities. Walsh's disappearance has been followed closely in her native Serbia, where her mother still lives. Her mother told local media she could not believe her son-in-law would harm her daughter. 
saying she wants her administration to be known as one driving economic development, growth, and opportunity. Governor Mara Healy announcing plans to put before the legislature a $987 million immediate needs bond bill for housing and economic development programs. Healy also is filing a bill to authorize the state to borrow an additional $400 million to fund roads and bridges under the Chapter 90 program for the next two years. Cities and towns are seeking a minimum of $600 million commitment over two years. At a press conference, Healy discussed the first bill she's filing, saying it will ensure critical housing and economic development programs across the state can continue to serve the people of Massachusetts without interruption. The bill, which Healy called the 2023 Immediate Need Bond Bill, authorizes funding for cities and towns, including targeted funds for rural and small towns to support libraries, seaport development, housing, tourism, and planning. The bill also expands the Middle Mile Broadband Program, which expands high-speed internet to communities across the state, especially rural communities in the Berkshires. Also included in the bill, $400 million for the Mass Works Infrastructure Program and an extension of its authorization into fiscal year 2028. Healy said her administration also plans to file a more comprehensive bond bill later in the session. Boston-based home goods retailer Wayfair announced on Friday it's cutting 1,750 jobs in its second round of layoffs in six months. The layoffs represent 10% of the company's global workforce and include 937 Massachusetts workers. The new round of layoffs is about double the size of cuts that the retailer made in August. Wayfair's co-founder and CEO, Niraj Shah, sent a letter to staff explaining the cost-cutting measures and company restructuring. company is offering severance based on each employee's circumstances, which will vary by country, tenure, and level. Wayfair employees in the U.S. will get a minimum of 10 weeks' pay from Friday and will have continued benefit coverage and vesting of existing equity through March. Back in August, Wayfair cut about 870 jobs, including 400 in Boston. At the time, the layoffs represented about 5% of the retailer's workforce. Companies said those cutbacks were necessary to manage its operating costs following the pandemic. In 2020, when Americans hunkered down at home, the company saw a 55% sales growth thanks to online shoppers looking to spruce up their homes. But in 2021, as pandemic pressures lifted and normalcy resumed, the retailer reported a 3% decline in sales. Wayfair stock jumped more than 20% Friday after news of the layoffs, as the cuts will reportedly save the company $750 million a year. Well, North Quincy boys basketball team senior captain Zach Taylor scored a game-high 30 points to lead the Raiders past the Quincy president 74-32 in the second game of a basketball doubleheader Friday at Quincy High School. With the win, North Quincy improves to 9-3. Quincy fell to 1-10 on the season. Two teams will play again on February 10th 
7 o'clock at North Quincy High School. In the first game, Quincy senior captain Caroline Campbell scored a game-high 15 points as the Lady Presidents defeated North Quincy 60-36 at Quincy High Friday night. With that win, the 10-1 Presidents qualified for the MIAA statewide tournaments. The Raiders fell to 4-8 on the season. Check of business news this morning. Stocks are higher. The Dow was up 321 points. The Nasdaq rose 313. The S&P up 71. Shares higher today in Europe and in Asia, where most markets were closed for the Lunar New Year holiday. The dollar rose. The euro was up. Oil at $81 a barrel. Elsewhere in sports, Bruins shut out San Jose 4 to nothing. They will be in Montreal tomorrow night at 7. Tonight, Celtics are in Orlando at 7. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, rain will be flipping over to snow this afternoon. Could accumulate 1 to 3 inches by this evening. Temperatures today in the mid-30s. The uh, snow tapers off this evening with a low of 32. Sunshine returns tomorrow at a high 40 degrees. Could have some more mixed precipitation on Wednesday with rain and snow showers, highs in the mid-30s, and then scattered rain showers on Thursday as temperatures jump to about 50 degrees. The boater today waves about 2 feet, wind out of the north, 15 to 20, occasionally gusting to 30 knots, and a high tide coming up right after noon. Sunrise 705, set 446. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Monday, January 23rd.